Well, good morning to uh, everyone who's tuned in to see the Sunday message here. Thanks so much for joining us. <clears throat> I'd like to introduce you to uh, my conversation partner this morning, Rocky Adoricio, who's also a member of Grace Community Church, and Rocky will introduce himself to all of you a little bit more in a moment. I've known Rocky for about five years, I think, Rocky? Yeah, just about. And uh, <clears throat> it was about a year ago that uh, Rocky and I were having coffee. And uh, I said to him, as I often will say to people after a while, I'll say, tell me about your, your spiritual journey story, how you came to Christ, uh, how God worked in your life to, do, to, to make that big change in your life. And, uh, and so Rocky began to tell me his story. And I'm telling you, I sat fascinated while he went through the whole story. And when he was finished, I said to myself, I would like everybody, at least at Grace Community Church, to hear uh, what Rocky just told me, because I think it really gives glory to God and uh, is, uh, <clears throat> it's a unique story. Now, I'd like to make the point that we all have a unique story uh, in how we came to Christ. We know there's one way to God, and that is through Christ, but there are many ways to Christ. We all have a life that we're living with our own unique set of circumstances, and God works in his beautiful, well-timed way to reach us and steer us to his, his Son, who is our Savior and our Lord. And so there are many ways, and we're going to hear Rocky's story about how God guided him uh, in amazing ways to uh, give his life to Christ as well. <clears throat> before, uh, before we start, I'm going to have Rocky read uh, a little portion of Psalm 40, because the writer of Psalm 40 there, who in fact was King David, uh, tells about a massive change that happened in his life and how God did it. And uh, well, we'll just let those words speak for themselves. Go ahead, Rocky. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. Many, Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you planned for us. None can compare with you. Were I to speak and tell of your deeds, they would be too many to declare. Yeah, thanks, Rocky. Um, <clears throat> I just love those words that are in there where the writer talks about how he was sinking down into a slimy pit, he says. That's metaphorical for a really bad set of circumstances. And then he says God lifted him out, put his feet on a rock, put a new song in his mouth. And, and, uh, and, and when I read that, I've, I've thought of what you're going to be telling us about in a few minutes. So, uh, why don't you start right away? Introduce yourself a little bit more, Rocky, and, uh, and then um, begin wherever you want to begin in your life and begin to tell us the story, and we'll interact as we, as we go along. So away you go. Yeah, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Rocky Adoricio, and I'm married to my beautiful wife, Marley, and we have two boys, Roman and Judah. And yeah, we've been coming to Grace for about five years. 
And uh, yeah, so I guess the best place to start is right at the beginning. Um, I was raised uh, in a Roman Catholic home. Both of my parents are from Italy. And so we would go to church um, for Christmas, for Easter, the occasional Sunday here and there, but it wasn't a huge part of our upbringing. Um, so you went to church in a kind of a traditional sort of way, but it wasn't really in any way the, the most important thing in your family's life. Yeah, it wasn't a huge part of our home for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, growing up, um, my upbringing, it was, it was, um, it was a tough home life. Um, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my father. Um, there was always yelling and, and, and screaming and uh, there was never words of encouragement. Um, so yeah, my upbringing, you know, home life as, as a child was really, really tough. And so um, that, um, trying to find the words, I, uh, I became really shy growing up. Um, I had a very low self-esteem. I found it really, really hard to fit in and, and connect with people. Um, yeah, and, and the hardest thing was um, also, you know, just seeing my mother um, have to go through everything she had to endure. Uh, so yeah, it was really tough. Um, um, that's, that's kind of the beginning. Um, yeah. So, so okay, take us into your, maybe your teens next. Uh, yeah, tell and us then, about your um, life. it was pretty much the same through my early teens. Um, uh, the only place I really felt at home was on the soccer field early on. <laughs> That's where I found some peace and where I felt like I was able to really be myself. Um, and then as I started working, um, it was just an escape, I guess, from, from being at home. So, so yeah, in, um, once, I guess, once I um, really started working, when I became a barber, um, at around 20 years of age, that's when uh, things started to get pretty tough. I mean, I was unhappy at home and then um, my work life was really tough as well. Working with my brother, we, uh, we never saw eye to eye. Uh, we always butted heads. We were just complete opposites. So I found it just really hard being at home all the time, the environment that I was in. And then when I wasn't at home and I was at work, that became really tough as well. So I was just unhappy all the time. Um, yeah, so work wasn't happy, home wasn't happy. Exactly. Uh, what about when you weren't working or at home? So yeah, at about that time, you know, I um, was starting to go out a lot with my friends and 
uh, found alcohol and just was um, completely consumed with, um, you know, how good it felt to just escape. Um, so, yeah, that's through my 20s. It was all about just partying, um, drinking, women, marijuana, just completely living um, uh, as far away from God as possible. Um, so you really uh, dove in head first. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> into into your, your ways of escaping the pain. Yeah. There was pain in your life. There was a lot of pain. And so um, initially, yeah, it was, it was drinking, um, drinking just to, again, escape all of the pain. And, and so, yeah, I just lived the party um, and fell really hard into the party scene. And so, again, drinking and women and getting high and all those things, it was, it was, it was what I was living for. Um, it was what was the most important thing to me at that time in my life through my 20s, just my friends and um, partying, I guess. Yeah, right. So, just quite, so there was quite a sustained period of time where this was your life. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> your yeah, lifestyle. So, yeah, pretty, mo pretty right. much throughout all of my 20s, yeah. Would, would you have said uh, you were having a good time? Were you happy? Were you? Was... Yeah, I mean, at that time, I just I had no idea. I thought this was just basically all there was to life. Um, just drinking my life away, you know, yeah. um, drinking my worries away, um, you know. Okay. Did, you, uh, did you ever think about God? during that period of your life in, in any way? Or was there ever any church con uh, contact or? There really wasn't, no. No, to be honest, there really wasn't. Um, yeah, again, ha not having that instilled in me from a young age and not having that really be a part of my upbringing. Um, it was, it was the, the last thing on my mind, if, if it was even on my mind, um, yeah. But then so right around the time when I turned 30 is, is when I met Marley. Um, okay. And just before, you know, uh, about a year, a year before that, I had really started to feel the effects of, of the life I was living and starting to see a little bit um, the emptiness in it. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I, when I met Marley, um, I, I knew immediately that she was the woman that I, I wanted to marry. Um, I fell in love with her right away. And so... Did, uh, did things change strongly for the better or, or uh, was, was work still miserable? What was happening with your brother, your family? Yes, yeah, so the work situation was, was still really tough. Um, home life was still the same. Right. Nothing had changed there. Um, things were getting actually worse at work at the time, uh, just gradually worse and worse and worse. Um, but yeah, once I had met Marley, then um, I had a, you know, like someone in my life who was really making me want to change. You know, I, I knew that 
she she was the person that I wanted to be with and it was time to really start looking at myself and at my life and where I was so so there was um, there was a desire to to just start to grow and to, to seek to be a better man but I you know it was I was still drinking and still getting high and yeah. still doing all of those things, things. so also kind of dis destructive things were still happening uh, yeah, in your, absolutely in your life. absolutely and were there was this causing any were, were there were there sources of kind of a, a buildup of, of stress or you know almost unbearable in your in your uh, from other sources in your life or yeah so one of the big things was um through my years of, of working as a barber, um, I started experiencing a, a lot of back pain. Back pain? Uh, yeah, yeah, within about a couple years of, of working. Mm -hmm. uh, it was so bad that I had to take a year off of work and mm -hmm. just try to figure out what was going on. Um, I could, I tried so many different things, um, physiotherapy, chiro, acupuncture, massage therapy, just on and on and on. There was never any relief. Uh, nothing would ever help me. Everything was kind of temporary, temporary relief. So yeah, that was, that was another thing that was really, um, really, really putting a lot of stress on my life and, and making everything else so hard to, to cope with because I was just constantly in pain all the time. Another reason uh, why I would drink so much too, uh, yeah. not just the pain I felt <clears throat> internally within, but also the physical pain. I would yeah. just drink to numb the pain. Um, so yeah, that was another big thing that I forgot to mention um, that was really, really right. affecting me. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's... So, uh, uh, I suppose being a barber and leaning over all the time sort of wasn't good for you. Yeah, yeah, we used to work really long hours and long days and right. it was at a time when business was just so, so busy. So we were just working nonstop all day and yeah, you're kind of yeah. stuck in one position. All so how are things with your brother that you're working with at this time in your life? Oh, things were at that time really bad. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I, had met Marley. I had been at the shop for about 10 years. Right. So over those 10 years, it just got worse and worse every year. Um, so right around that time, um, I guess about, about a year of me and Marley being together, um, we, we got pretty serious pretty quickly and um, we ended up buying a, a condo together in, in Toronto and um, right around that time, I think within a month of us finding a place um, is when me and my brother had a really, really, really uh, clashing of heads, <laughs> I guess. Mm -hmm. Basically, it got to the point where we just couldn't work together anymore. It, it was really, really bad. Um, and so he decided that he had had enough and he was no longer gonna be um, working at the shop. And right. so at that time I was working for him. He, he was the owner. Uh, and so he left and I was 
forced to, to buy him out and, and buy the business. Um, so this was a really, really, really tough time in my life because uh, financially things were really tough. We had just bought the condo. Um, and so I didn't have the money to, to buy the business, but I kind of had my back to the wall. There was, you know, no options. I, I had to find a way to do that. Um, and at this time as well, again, I was in, my back pain was probably the worst it had ever been. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to carry the load um, at the barbershop all on my shoulders, on my own. So that, that was really, really tough. Okay. That, yeah. So what was this doing to Rocky Adoricio? So what this was doing was, yeah, relationship it was really starting to affect our relationship because through that first year of us being together, I was really, really good at hiding a lot of my pain um, and a lot of my, my struggles. Uh, but now with everything just being piled on all at once, um, so much stress and, and pressure coming from, from so many different places, it was, I was not doing so well at hiding it anymore. So, so our relationship had really uh, started. Um, I can imagine. Yeah, it was it was not good. It was it was getting pretty rough. So, and it was just okay. a, a downhill slide, worse and worse. Okay, so yeah, what so. So as things got worse and worse, uh, as things got harder and harder for me at work um, and harder and harder now at, at home with Marley, um, I, I was still clueless. <laughs> Even though things were, were so rough, I was still so clueless. I, you know, I still thought, even though things were crazy and tough and stressful, that was just normal and part of life and um, I was getting ready to propose to Marley. Um, and so right around that time when I was gonna propose to her um, is when um, things took a, a really bad turn in our relationship. And, you know, I was really, really good at bottling things up and just bottling it up and bottling it up. And uh, eventually it would just come out. And so I had one of those moments where um, everything just came out. And so my wife now, um, at that time, you know, she, she was just unhappy with the way our relationship was going, um, who, who I was becoming. And so at this time she had had enough and she was ready to, to just walk away from the relationship. And so, you know, I, I had a ring bought at this time and I was ready to propose to her and start that next chapter in our life. So when this happened, this was really, I guess the moment where I, was really able to look at myself in the mirror and uh, really, really recognize that who I was at that time, who I was becoming was, you know, not only was it 
affecting me, but it was really affecting the, the people that I love the most. Um, so that's when being where I am now, I can look back and say, this is the moment when God really began to work in my life. Yeah. And he allowed me to uh, start to seek. And, and this is when I really began to start to seek. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't start seeking in the right places. <laughs> um, but... I began getting into spirituality, um, kind of new age spirituality, um, self-help kind of stuff. Uh, I was really big into Eckhart Tolle, um, just living in the moment and, and, and all these kinds of things. Um, and at the time, I, uh, I did kind of have a sense of peace um, with where I was. But there was always something within me that, that knew there was more. Um, that what I was really seeking was, was not right. where I was. So I just continued to seek to grow more and more. Right. Um, and at this time, Marley was also uh, exploring with me spiritually with, in, the, in the, the same things. Uh, and this went on for a few years. Um, and uh, it all changed uh, right after we got married. So. What changed? Yeah, so right after we got married, um, we, about a month later is, um, is when everything changed. Uh, so it was about, a, uh, yeah, exactly a month after we were married. Um, I was home at work, I mean, home from work one day, just at home by myself. Marley was at work and I was uh, just on the couch, reflecting on things, just relaxing, taking time to myself. And um, in that moment is when um, I was just overwhelmed with uh, the presence of God. Um, and I started looking back at my life and looking not just back, but where I was in my life, looking at all the things that I was doing. I um, was just aware, I, I was being made aware of, of all of my sins. And um, I just, became completely broken um, in that moment. I mean, it was the presence of God and it was completely overwhelming me. And um, I began asking God to forgive me. Um, I was re repenting. I mean, I can look back now right. again and, and, and see that God's grace was being poured out over me and um, he had grant granted me repentance and I, I was I could see my sins for what they were, and, and yeah, I was crying out to God, um, asking for forgiveness, and... Uh, so let me interrupt you as yeah. I could, Rocky. <clears throat> so this God that you paid very little attention to, and knew very little about, and you didn't really know all about the doctrines of sin and repentance. No idea. No one had really taught you all these things. 
but it was all happening in your life on that one day when yeah, you were yeah. alone in your apartment. Like th th that intrigues me that, that, that th th the way that God in his mercy met you that day and, 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 and what, what was changing in your heart and in your life, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it, re it really was. I mean, I, I had no idea um, about anything, you know, any, anything about Christianity at all. I, um, but God was revealing himself to me and, and again, pour, pouring out his grace over me. Um, and I, I was broken, like I was on the floor in tears, crying, just a, a mess, um, broken over, over my sinfulness. You know, I was just aware of, of how sinful I was and again, how, how wrong everything I had been doing in my life, in my past. Um, but what was so amazing was... Uh, was, has, was there a sense of despair and I'm, I'm doomed or...? Uh, no, no, there was... Um, I, I felt not ashamed, but just broken over the fact that right. I could see, you know, how, how, how wrong everything I had been doing Maybe was. Maybe you were seeing clearly for the first time in your life? Exactly, like, yeah. yeah. And uh, but what was so amazing was as, again, as broken as I was over all of that, um, the love of God was, was so much greater. And so I could sense that, that love and that peace, even, even in, in my repentance. And um, it's, it's hard to explain, but I, I, I also, in, in that moment, in that act of, of repenting, I, um, I knew that Jesus had, had died for all my sins, that there was forgiveness in him. Um, so. So for a lot of people, their story contains a component where another Christian that they know, maybe it's someone in their family or a friend at work or you know, someone at school, is a Christian and they're witnessing to you. They're, they're telling you the gospel. They're explaining about God and Jesus dying for our sins and urging you to, to urging that this person to, to come to Jesus for forgiveness, etc. That was not present in your life. Like this is, this is God. It's like God was doing the witnessing to you directly. Yeah, it was the power of the Holy Spirit just revealing to me. Um, yeah. uh, the road to salvation, you know, like right. how to be saved that, you know, again, that Jesus Christ died for my sins and that there was forgiveness. And right. so I, and, and, and uh, my sins, your, your mind went sort of and, and did a big, a big review of your life. And that's about all you could see was my sins. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, that could drive some people to the brink of death, you know. Like, but but for you, it, it 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 you were seeing clearly there was there was hope here. Yeah, yeah. It, it like it wasn't just the focus wasn't just there. I I knew like my sins were revealed to me, but 
but the cross was revealed to me as well. Right. Um, so the cross where our sins were addressed and paid for. Exactly, exactly. So I, I just, I knew right. in that moment, it's like God had downloaded it all to me that, right. you know, I was in that moment surrendering my life um, wow. to God and, and just making Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. And so that's, that's what I did as, as I knew how to in that moment, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. Um, and so I, I, I was on the floor just bawling for what felt like forever. <laughs> and when I finally was able to pick myself up off the floor, I was completely transformed. Like I knew I was a different person. Um, just every single weight and burden and it was just, I was freed from it all. Um, I, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I knew instantly that when I got up off the floor, I, I, I wasn't the same man anymore. I was a, a completely different person. Well, I mean, that's quite dramatic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For, for, for lots of people, it's not that dramatic. It's still real, but it may be a spread out over time. For you, it was like... It was instant. Yeah, and there was so many things I was, again, struggling with in my life at that time um, that I was instantly freed from. I felt like, you know, all the chains were instantaneously broken. So um, I was smoking marijuana all the time. You know, I was completely addicted to marijuana and getting getting high every single day it's i i needed to because it was again my es escape um and so instantaneously that that chain was completely broken um the desire to to, to drink and touch alcohol was completely taken away it completely gone um i had struggled with um pornography and that was completely completely taken away in that moment um, and so those things I've, I've never, ever, ever struggled with ever, ever since that moment. They were just, those chains were broken instantaneously. Um, but the most important one was, you know, all of the, the bitterness and the anger and all of that that I had carried all, all of my life, a lot of it, again, towards my, my father because of the relationship that we had. Um, I instantaneously forgave my father as well um, in that moment and there was no more hate in my heart and so I was f just freed and s set free from all of those things. Um, wow. So Marley comes home. Oh yeah, so I mean, yeah, Marley came home to a month after being married, uh, a completely different person, completely different. I mean, from one extreme to the other. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was really, really, really hard on our marriage. Mm -hmm. um, How so? Well, so f for me, s like something so miraculous happened that I just wanted to shout it from the rooftop and I, j I just wanted to share that. But I didn't know how to share it because I didn't even know really what had happened to me. Um, you know, I had never read a Bible right. ever in my life. So, so you weren't quoting verses to her. Definitely you didn't not. know any verses. No, no. So, I mean, I was, I was filled with the fear of the Lord, you know? Uh, and so I had this fear of the Lord and I was trying to ex express this and, right. 
and yeah, I wasn't doing a very good job of it because I, I didn't know, I didn't even know what my faith was in. So I didn't know how to share it. And so, yeah, it was really tough. Um, but that same week, um, that same week that, that I was born again, um, it was a few days later, I was at home again from work one day alone. Um, and I felt really strongly um, that I was supposed to go buy a Bible. Okay, tell uh, us. And, you know, I was trying to ignore it, but it, it was not leaving. Um, so I eventually got up and, and went to the store and I was... Uh, Where'd you go? Where'd I was you in Indigo. The Bible? Yeah, I was in, in Indigo. I was, Indigo. Yeah. In, um, trying to find my, my way through the store to find where the Bibles were. <laughs> and I finally found them. No one told you to go buy a Bible? No, no. I just, that, that day when I was at home, I, I just knew. Right. I had this right. strong desire to go buy a Bible. And it wasn't leaving me, so I eventually got up and went. And so when I was standing in front of the Bibles, um, all of a sudden I, uh, I had all of these thoughts going through my mind. Um, you know, you, you can't buy a Bible. What are you going to do with a Bible? You, you won't understand it. You've never read a Bible in your life. How do you think you're going to understand the Bible? And, and so I had all these thoughts going through my head and I'm trying to process everything and again, at, at the same time that I'm having all these thoughts, I have this strong urge and desire to, to buy a Bible. So okay. I'm, I'm, I don't know how long I was standing there, but I eventually just walked away uh, and I was going to leave. Uh, I was just about out the store. Yep. Um, where, where do you think those thoughts were coming from? Um, so I definitely think I uh, was experiencing a little bit of spiritual warfare spiritual you know i think warfare. The, the enemy did not want me to have uh, a bible in my hands for sure um and so i almost left the store and again i the desire was you know really strong uh so i made my way back as soon as i got back i just grabbed the first bible that i saw and i r ran to to check out paid for the bible and went home uh <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Once I got home, I, uh, I opened it up and, and I started reading and, and I couldn't put it down. I was just in awe and amazed that... Um, Did you start at page one or...? Uh, I believe I started in one of the Gospels. In one of the Gospels. I can't Good. remember which one I started Good in, but it, but it was a Gospel, yeah. <clears throat> yep. So... So... Um, this was amazing because I was um, finally in the Word of God and learning the Word of God. But at the same time, it was, again, really tough on my marriage at the time early on because now, you know, after coming home from work, normally me and Marley would just hang out on the couch together, you know, just relax, lay low, maybe have a drink. or And now I would remove myself from that and I would be in the bedroom reading my Bible. Um, and so I, you know, I didn't, I didn't really 
recognize it at the time, you know, how I was kind of distancing myself, you know. Right. So yeah, it was, it was really, really tough early on uh, in, the, in our marriage. Um, I was trying to learn and trying to grow and trying to understand, um, but every, everything was just really, really tough early yeah. on, yeah. Wow, <clears throat> Marley was uh, a patient woman. <laughs> she was very patient, I mean, yeah, definitely. So you haven't been to church yet? No, no. Um, I think it was about six or seven months later. So it was early on, it was just prayer and, and the word. Um, and I, I had no idea. No, I mean, I had no idea. I, I, I didn't feel like anything was missing. I mean, the Lord was really speaking to me early on so loud and, and so cl clearly and I had so many amazing answers to prayers um, um, so yeah I didn't I didn't realize that church was such a huge part I didn't realize that that was missing um, but about six or seven months later um, is when I was driving with Marley one day uh, home from shopping and um, we were driving on the Queensway, driving back home, and a road that I had driven on hundreds of times, thousands of times. But that day there was, uh, there was a church um, down the street, but the cross that was on top of the church that day was just, to me it looked like it was just illuminated like a million times bigger and brighter than it really was. And and so I, you know, I saw the, the cross and I uh, nudged my wife and asked her if she saw what I saw and she had no idea what I was talking about. But I, I went home and um, I looked up uh, what church I had driven past and I decided that I was going to go that weekend, go on Sunday. Um, and so that's what I did that following Sunday is when I went uh, to church for the first time. Um, it was uh, the church on the Queensway. And uh, so I, yeah, I mentioned to Marley that, you know, I was going to check the church out and sh she thought, hey, that's great, you know, let me know how it goes. And so I went on my own. Um, and uh, this was another really amazing experience for me. I, um, I drove up, I, uh, I had no idea what to expect. You know, I had, you know, I had been in a, a Catholic church growing up, um, traditional, right? Um, so I walked, through the doors into the auditorium. Um, and this was a really big church, auditorium style church. So um, I sat right in the back all by myself. <laughs> Most of the people were, were up front. And so I just grabbed the seat in the back and again, not had no idea what to expect. Right. Uh, and shortly after, um, um, the band came out and um, they started playing worship. Uh, 
and instantly instantly i was just again completely completely overwhelmed with the presence of the holy spirit in that moment and i just broke down and started sobbing i i couldn't control myself i was just overwhelmed uh with the presence of of the holy spirit again um and uh just yeah. just as as worship music was playing and yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah pretty much as soon as it started i um I broke down and I was an absolute wreck again, <laughs> just sobbing through the whole thing. Uh, and I managed to stick it out and okay. make it through. Didn't uh, run out the door. I didn't run out the door. I, uh, it's a good thing I was sitting in the back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, it was it was just amazing. Um, I felt like I was at home. <clears throat> and it was where I was supposed to be. And yeah, it was just such an amazing moment in my life at that time, you know? Um, yeah, so I, I went home and... Marley probably thought, oh no, what's gonna happen yeah, to you now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at this time, this was six months later. Okay. Um, so Great. she slowly, slowly started to see some change uh in me um and so it started opening her up okay. um so she was so much more open at this time and uh, yeah i came back and told her all about it and she was actually really excited to to come check it out the following week so yeah and in our marriage yeah god was just right. starting to move really powerfully at this time um, right. um that's amazing. Shortly thereafter, you came to Guelph. Yeah, we not maybe long won't after. Go into all the all the details there for the sake of time, but um, let me say this, and then I want you to tell one final little story. For sure. You came to Guelph <clears throat> to be closer to Marley's mom, Selena, um, who we got to know here at Grace eventually, and and before she passed away, uh, she accepted Christ. She did, Wonderful. yeah. Awesome story. But uh, so you moved to Guelph, but you didn't have a church and didn't know much about Guelph. How? How? My question is, how did you end up here at Grace? Yeah. So when we decided to make the move to Guelph, um, it was not long after this. So yeah. I think I was attending church on the Queensway for only a few months, maybe three or four months, and we had decided to move. So yeah, when we were making the move, that was one thing that was weighing really heavily on my heart was, you know, I had just found this church and I was, again, I had, I felt like I was at home. And so for me, I was really, really, really praying um, for, um, finding a church, you know, um, finding a new home. Um, so in Guelph, in Guelph, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when we moved here, um, that was, again, the biggest thing on my prayer list was just, was finding a new home. I, it was the most important thing to me. Um, and so it took a, f a few different churches. I had tried a few different churches out and I had, continued to just pray over things and um i out of all the churches i had gone to uh 
I just never felt like it was the right church, you know, I just, so to get to the point, um, I was at home one day, um, me and Marley were, we were going to go grocery shopping this day. Uh, and so I was upstairs getting changed and, um, I had bought a few shirts, t-shirts, sweaters, uh, early on, um, um, Christian t-shirts. Okay. Um, <clears throat> with something about Jesus on the... Exactly. Okay. A couple, you know, different scriptures and okay. one with just Jesus right. across it. And so, anyways, as I was getting changed, I, um, I, I felt, again, this strong pull and urge to wear one of these shirts that day. Um, but I was trying really hard to ignore it. Uh, again, Marley was, she was really open and, and growing in her faith, but she was still not really 100% fully on board. So I didn't want to, you know, we were going grocery shopping, so I wasn't thinking it was the smartest move. Um, but I, I got changed that I didn't put on the shirt. And again, I, I just, I knew there was something telling me that I needed to wear the shirt this day. So I put it on, I went downstairs. Uh, I definitely got a funny look from my wife, <laughs> but we, we went grocery shopping. Um, we were on our way out of the grocery store and, uh, just before we got into the parking lot, I heard someone yelling. So I turned around and God bless him, there was this short little man chasing after me, screaming, wait, wait. <laughs> and uh, so I made my way back and um, he introduced himself uh, and asked if I was a Christian. And I said, yes. And he introduced, again, introduced himself and said that he was a, uh, a pastor, not, not from here in Guelph, but um, he uh, asked uh, if I had a church here in Guelph. And so I told him um, that I still hadn't found a church and I had been praying about it and, and still looking for a church. Um, and so he told me about grace. Um, told you about our church grace. yeah he told me about grace and um you know he said i'm sure you guys will love it there uh so i i, I knew i mean instantly before even coming here you know i decided to come to grace that following weekend um but i i knew before i came here that this this was going to be this was going to be our church uh and um, god was in that Definitely, definitely. I felt like, you know, that was kind of a divine encounter and yeah. I was supposed to meet Royal that day. Um, I, I know that short little man that chased yes, you, actually. Right. I've thanked him for sending you over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we got to wrap, wrap up here, Rocky, but uh, l let me just say, as, I, as I've listened to what you said, uh, everybody's story is unique because of your unique life and your unique circumstances. And if you don't have a story like Rocky's, that's totally okay. You have your own story. And, uh, <clears throat> but uh, um, every story has, has the, the details of how God worked in your life and 
directed you through circumstances, people he introduces into your life, people who speak to you, books you've read, sermons you've heard, you know, things that happen in your life. God orchestrates all these things to direct you to his son, which we then, who we then have to uh, say yes to or no to. And, um, and so your story is very unique in, in, in how you got to that place. But um, I'm just thanking God for how he worked in your life, Rocky. And, uh, and I thank you so much for taking the time to sit here and tell the story, at least in part, uh, today. And um, can I say a quick prayer for you and Marley? Absolutely. <laughs> Dear God, thanks for this story. It brings glory to you. We see how you work so clearly at just the right time in, in Rocky's life. And, and, uh, and I thank you. I pray your blessing on Rocky and Marley and Roman and Judah, their sons, and, uh, and their life here at Grace. And we just commit all of ourselves freshly into your good hands. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Amen.